0: Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I wanna thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbroussard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So I had a um, co-worker, somebody on our staff, not going to say who it was, pulled me aside and said, hey, Father, we need to talk. Um, these small group meeting rooms in our new uh, One Hard building, they're just kind of um, driving me nuts. Like, hey, what's up? What's going on? So, well, those, those chairs that we picked out... Um, they just don't look like somebody's living room. They're just—I'm like, okay, let's go look. Let's go look at them. Let's go. Let's go talk it out. So, we walked over to the One Heart Building and we walked into one of the rooms. And for those of you who have been in them, the, the chairs—they were—they were all like turned. they are swivel chairs. So half of them were turned to the right. Half of them were turned to the left. They weren't—they were—they weren't in line. They were out of order. They were somewhere in circles. Somewhere it. She's like. I feel claustrophobic. I feel, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not relaxed. So I said, okay, let's just take a little moment, Let's breathe. So I went around and I, I literally just put the chairs in line, like they were designed to like make a, a, a rectangle. So I like just put them in line, I put them in order, I put them all facing the same direction She took a deep breath. She was like, wow. That looks really nice. Wow, that actually looks, that actually looks really good. I, I, think, I think it might work. Now, mind you, all I did was basically rearrange and put things in order. I put them how they were meant to be. And somehow, it allowed her to rest. And I don't know if you've had this experience in your own home, in your own workspace, when things are out of order, when things are all over the place, when your house is a mess, if you care at all, if you still care, sometimes it's hard to rest. When there's clutter and junk in the yard, when the grass is six inches tall, I know some of you can't rest until you get in the yard and you clean it. Then when things are clean, when things are in order, somehow it allows us to rest. It's not necessarily because all of us are ADD or OCD. It's because like we are made, we are made for a certain order and when things are out of order, we are unable to rest. And Jesus is trying to remind us of that, but remind us of a proper order that sometimes we get often out of order. And we've heard this so many times, it just feels like I've given this sermon, right? Like so many times, and you've heard it so many times, but we need to keep hearing it over and over again because it will be embarrassing how easily we don't follow the basic first order of things. Jesus was asked by a scholar of the law, um, Jesus, what's the first commandment? What's the most important commandment? Because in the Old Testament, the Jewish people had so many commandments and so many laws. What's the most important? And Jesus says this. This is the most important commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. And this is the second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. First, second. They're both important. But the first comes first, not the second. In theological um, language and, and books and study, sometimes we talk about this, right? The cross, this may be, be helpful for you, the cross has a, has a parallel, has a horizontal dimension, and it has a vertical dimension, Sometimes theology is a little heavy vertical and it forgets the horizontal. Sometimes theology, the study of God, has a heavy horizontal dimension and forgets about the vertical. God, God came down from heaven to connect with us so that we can connect with him. But Jesus says the most important starting point is the vertical. Our relationship with God because if we get that wrong we will get the horizontal dimension wrong what happens is when you and I forget about worshiping God and putting God first what happens is you and I begin to look at things that God has created in the horizontal dimension we we start to look for things in this world to be God And nothing in this world can give us what only God can give us. So God says, put me first with your whole heart, with your whole mind, your whole soul, and I will order your life so that you can properly love the things in this world. So the first commandment is this. You shall have no other gods beside me. This is literally the first commandment, right? The commandments. If you look at the commandments, it's, it's interesting. The first five are, have to do with a lot with God. The second five have to do a lot with our neighbor. The first commandment of the first five, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods besides me. You shall have no other idols besides me. Now, what's an idol? Most of you don't have a graven image in your house or in your front porch you don't have a golden cow you don't have a golden calf you don't have a a snake please God if you do let's talk after mass like you do um these are not things that we do we don't um we don't bow we don't reverence we don't um we don't worship graven images we don't worship any other God but but our God and none of us would say we probably have any other gods but Think of this definition, it's going to be painful, think of this definition of what an idol is. What is an idol? An idol is anything, now listen, I I need you to listen to this, and as you're listening, I want you to examine your life. An idol is anything more important to you than God. I just want you to be honest with yourself. I'm going to say that one more time. Right? You shall have no other gods, no idols besides me. Make nothing an idol. An idol is anything more important to you than God. An idol is anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. I want you to think about Gosh, during a given day during a given week what, what absorbs my heart what absorbs my mind what absorbs my thoughts what what do I constantly think about when I wake up in the morning what's the first thing that I do when, when I grab my phone what's the first thing that I look up it, obviously it's the scriptures for the day right When I want to have some free time. What, what's, the, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What? And idol is anything that you seek to give you what only God can give you? And idol is anything in your life that you deem so essential that if you lose it, life would hardly be worth living? I just want you to be honest with yourself. It can be health, it can be family, it can be financial security, it can be a position at work, a position in the community and in public affairs. It could be sports. How many people are going to look at their fantasy football league this day for hours watching random games that they care nothing about but they have money riding on particular players in particular places in the country. I can speak of all kinds of idols. Our kids, our kids' future, our kids' sporting events. My nephew is playing a soccer game today, right now, the third game of a tournament that could change the trajectory of his life. And it's Sunday. And I went to the, the, the Youngsville Sports Complex yesterday and there were thousands of people yelling and screaming as if this was the most important thing in the world. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm asking you to examine sometimes we give our heart over, we give allegiance over to the things that are only meant to be given to God. And they begin to control us. They begin to possess us. They begin to demand what only God has the right to demand of us. When we disorderly desire the things of this world, our heart will be disordered. And so Jesus today just reminds us, hey, the most important commandment, like keep the first thing first. To love God with, listen to his language all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. We should be examining our life if we only think of God the one hour we come to Mass in a given week. We should be examining our heart and asking ourselves, why am I so worried about my financial security and I rarely am worried about my eternal salvation in heaven? There are some things in my life that I need to get rid of, that I need to remove. There are sins that I repetitively do that jeopardize my eternal salvation, yet I check my 401k status, I check the stock market, Probably daily a lot, and I'm more worried and anxious about that security than I am about my heavenly security. I obsess more about the life that is that I wanted to have that I didn't have because somebody wrecked it, because somebody sabotaged it, or I'm so disappointed about maybe the children that I didn't have, or I'm so obsessed about my fertility or infertility. I'm so obsessed about my image. I'm so obsessed about what people think about me. I'm so obsessed about so many things. What does that say about what's important to us? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all the—that's the most important commandment because that orders our life. And when we are disordered, our ability to love each other is is hindered. It's— it's short-sighted. It's sabotaged. Because what happens is when we go to love other people, we are so insecure because we're not secure in our love for God. We're so insecure that we begin to use each other. We begin to abuse each other. We begin to take advantage of each other. We can't love each other freely because we don't see each other as mutual sons and daughters of God the Father. See, like all the commandments that Jesus tells us to love, to share, to serve, to be sacrificial. It's hard for me to give away what I worship. It's hard for me to give away what I hold most important. Give away your money. Well, it's hard to give away something that I worship. Give away your clothes. Well, it's hard for me to give away something that I think is important. Humble yourself and God will exalt you. Well, care so much about what people think of me that it's hard to humble myself to to little belittle the right order when things are in order in our life we're able to rest and we're able to be at peace and we're able to love God and love our neighbor let's pray this week about things that might be out of order Let's pray for the grace to be honest with God and ask for forgiveness if we have made anything else an idol but him.